0: Hello, hello and welcome back to I'm Sorry What the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek. I wish I could say that I have not started and stopped this podcast as many times as I have today, but like I'm just going to be honest with you. I am like struggling so hard. It is so hot. My body just like does not process heat at all and it's so hot. I can't have a fan on or else it picks it up and I can't wait till later to record cuz I will fall asleep. So like anyways, the struggle's real, so I'm so sorry if you hear me, like, panting. <laughs> I just really, like, I'm so hot. Um, but anyways, more importantly, hi, it's Pride Month. Happy Pride Month to the LGBTQ plus community as a proud ally. I am happy to help you celebrate this month. I wanted to, like, kick things off with a little, like, History about Pride and kind of why we celebrate, um, you know, in case you didn't know. So, this is from the Free Press Journal. So, that every year in June, the world celebrates Pride Months dedicated to the LGBTQ plus community and their right to a dignified life. Pride is about people coming together to show and celebrate how far gay rights have come and how much is still left to achieve. Pride Month is about equality, teaching acceptance, education, and Pride history, and above all, love. During this month, we educate others and ourselves about how damaging homophobia is and why we need to get rid of it. It's about being proud of who you are and who you love no matter what. So why we celebrate Pride Month is that it actually kicked off with the 1969 Stonewall Riots. So on June 28, 1969, the Stonewall uprising took place in New York City and at the time, the New York police would frequently raid queer bars and harass the queer community. Back then, the American Constitution also had laws banning homosexuality. And one of the most popular gay bars, Greenwich Village's Stonewall Inn, was raided frequently too. However, on that particular day in June, all hell broke loose that is how the article described it incredible all hell broke loose when the queer community fought back and protested hard for several days this changed the world forever for the better the following year the first official pride parade was carried out on the anniversary of the stonewall riot with christopher street libration day and the tradition has continued to this day so to everyone in the community happy pride month I stand by you as an ally. And, you know, I was like laughing at my own self for making the statement. But I was like, I'm going to share a little bit about my allyship today um, (laughs) because I was wearing this super cute pride sweatshirt, which I bought like so excited to wear for the month of June, forgetting that it's the month of June. So it's hot as fuck. But I was like, no, I want to like take pictures in it. I'm so excited, which like, I don't know, maybe that's not Maybe that's like a selfish way to share. I don't know. I just like wanted to show support with this episode. So I wanted to like take pictures of my shirt. I don't know. I don't know. So I was in it and I was like, look, it's 100 degrees outside. I'm, I'm wearing this freaking sweatshirt out here. So I took a few photos in my pride sweatshirt, in the like 100 degree heat. So like, did I cure homophobia all on my own? Maybe, maybe. I'm just kidding. But (laughs) anyways, um, so yes, however you're celebrating, let me know. Happy to join you on any of your pride celebrations this month and like literally always because we should be proud of who we are every single day of the year and there should be nobody out there I mean, literally nobody out there telling you who you can and cannot love. That is absolutely ridiculous to me. I would never understood it. Actually, um, I guess I don't really remember because usually I'm drunk, but it is one of my pre-screening questions before I uh, take any man home. My ex told me that when we were at the bar and um, I was asking him, you know, questions about himself, I think like question number two was, how do you feel about gay rights? (laughs) like do you believe that love is love because you can't come home with me if you don't and uh, once again if that's not out there curing homophobia I don't know what is (laughs) um on a quick like little swap of moods I had one of my major difficult panic attacks at last night like I think I've been anxious a lot lately and always but oh my gosh I had this Horrible panic attack. It was the last day of mental health awareness month. And my body was just like, let's celebrate. And I, I literally couldn't breathe. I was like, I don't really know how it started. I think I was kind of getting into a little bit of sad bitchness about just like life and getting nervous about, you know, having to go back to work because I was off for a few days and like, was I going to be too far behind? And then like when I got to the statement far behind, I was like, am I far behind in life? Like I just thought, you know, I was going to get married. Like that's, I'm super single now. Like I live at home. You know, um, a family member had recently like kind of asked me, I don't think she was doing this in a mean way, of course, but just like asked me about being home and what was my plan next. And I'm like, I don't know, I'm just trying to like get through this freaking breakup and you know it's what's great about being on TikTok is obviously they curate your for you page to you which is fun but I love love which is a problem because I will like all this cute couple shit because I'm just like fucking happy for them. But then I'm seeing it all the time. And then I also obviously am like deep into wedding TikTok, which I love because I post about things like maid of honor shit going on and I just love it so much. But then obviously my page is like full of weddings. And then I get sad because I'm like, Oh my god, am I gonna have one of those? I just had this like huge panic attack and it was like, this is how bad and how long it's been since I've had one this this difficult was I was like racking my brain for my, you know, tools. I was like, okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? How am I going to calm myself down? I've been watching the Headspace Guide to Sleep on Netflix every night to help me go to bed. And it's really helpful. If you have Netflix, I recommend it. And they have like a meditation one. I was trying to do that. And I just like wasn't into it. I um, started to calm down and I started to take a TikTok about like just how my face looked because it literally looked like tie dye. I didn't even know I saw makeup on um, Guess I didn't do a good job of washing my face. Um, but... I I was just like stained and it's funny because I started like laughing about my face and then I just immediately started crying again and I had to go into the garage and was like trying so desperately hard to find my coloring books I was like where are my coloring books and I was freaking out and I finally found them and of course that meant like I didn't get to bed till like midnight and wanted to be up early because I like to start work at seven or seven thirty um you know, just because I think I, my brain just works better in the morning. And then, you know, I have, I have some side hustle, you know, I like to do my TikToks. I got to do my podcast. Um, you know, so anyways, I like to be off a little early. So I was just freaking the fuck out. And I just like totally let my mind play complete mind games with myself last night. I was like, bitch, no, can you just not, can you just fucking relax? Like you're fine. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's, It's hard out here in the streets. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's hard. I don't know. I I just I think that it's so difficult that life's just such a roller coaster. I think I'm like over something and I'm going to be fine. And I know I am. But God, like these moments of just like loneliness, I guess, just come and like bitch slap you in the face. And it's just like so ironic because I spent my whole weekend surrounded by people and having like this great time and then you know Monday night it's like it hit me way too hard and I just couldn't couldn't grasp at it and I just couldn't freaking handle it and it really sucked and I didn't like it at all like I just felt like I couldn't breathe and um I don't know, talking about it helped. I guess it's just like I, I heard this this weekend and I know I go through it too. I know it's just so much pressure when you're going through a breakup to just like get over it and move on and not let it affect like your whole life. And to my fellow bitches just like going through breakups or just like shit in general that they're trying to get over, like just as a reminder, like it just doesn't happen overnight. It just doesn't. And You need to remember how far you really come because in those moments where you're just like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm still upset about whatever it is. Or, you know, I, I, I can't, I can't believe I'm still upset that this guy just like didn't want to fucking live with me. Like, I'm still upset that I gave my whole freaking heart to this guy and he just didn't care. Like he just, it wasn't enough. Like, Well, it also doesn't help that I've been listening to a lot of fucking Olivia Rodrigo, but whatever. Anyways, I just sometimes I feel like I haven't come far at all. And I know I talked about this before. And it's so important for us to like ground ourselves back and be like, no, actually, you have come a lot farther. The fact that like I haven't had one of these panic attacks in a long time was knowledge enough that I've come pretty far. Or the fact that I'm not waking up and crying every single day. Like, you know, that's a pretty big accomplishment. So if you're sitting there like kind of harping on yourself, just feeling like I can't believe I'm not over this and I can't believe I'm not moved on, like just know that you're not alone and, and it's not to be annoying and say, I'm not going to sit here and be like, it takes time because like that statement's annoying and I'll get into it. But I just I'm more saying that like you come farther than you think. So give yourself a lot of credit for whatever you've accomplished so far um on to (laughs) something less depressing you guys my sister said that she saw my face light up at this very moment and I feel like I forgot to talk about it and I have to talk about it now her and I went to McDonald's the other day good old Ronald McDonald Mickey D's and for years years I have been going to McDonald's and I just keep asking hey do you have the high seat orange and the answer is always no they're like oh we have the Fanta like high seat or we have the Fanta orange soda like that's the same shit which it's not and I heard rumors on TikTok that I was back so I asked kind of like you know begrudgingly I was like do you have the high seat orange and the woman was like yes we do and my sister said my face like lit the fuck up and I believe it because I was like okay I'll take that I'll take that Like after years, I don't like I don't even remember when they got rid of it, but I just feel like there was no warning and then all of a sudden like the literal best drink on the menu was gone. I will fight all you fucking Powerade bitches to the end of the earth to tell you that the high C orange McDonald's is the superior drink at Mickey D's. Like, it's just so fucking good. It's just so fucking good. So that's back. So like As sad as I am about my breakup, I then have to remember that high C orange is back at McDonald's and it's just like men who, you know, like men fucking who. Um. (laughs) So, yeah, it's it's yeah, that's all. That's all I want to say about that. When I was getting my podcast training with Your Podcast Pro, um, she had mentioned uh, that this other podcast that she thought I should listen to called The Bitch Bible. And I never listened to it before because we were kind of talking about, you know, the balance of me having guests on the show and not having guests on the show, which I think I'm going to maybe try to do a hybrid of sorts because I do love having guests on the show I love interviewing that's been my passion since day one you know I've always 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 wanted to be an interviewer on the red carpet and all that shit and have my own talk show and blah 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 Dream, dreams streams. and so I still want to have guests on the podcast but also like the podcast on my own I've been performing pretty well so she was like listen to the bitch bible like this is gonna be your girl and wow I think I found my podcast mom I mean I'm I'm scared as fuck by her but I'm also obsessed with her like she really does just get on there and riff all by herself and she owns it and she was so fun to listen to but like I'm I'm definitely afraid of her um in like the most boss bitch kind of way but yeah I think she's my new idol and I will worship the ground that she walks on some of the things she said were a little like meow, like Maybe I wouldn't have said that, but I just love, love her energy. And it was so exciting. So if you have listened to the Bitch Bible podcast, obviously hers is a lot more, um, you know, clout, if you would, than mine. But if you have listened to it, like, let's discuss. If you haven't, I recommend checking it out. It was super great. Speaking of fame, I wasn't speaking of fame, but here's the transition for you. You guys, I know I keep talking about my life hustle to acquire TikTok fame. But I think I'm slowly starting to get there. I have 630 followers right now on TikTok. And maybe to people, they're like, that's nothing. But I think I have a thousand on Instagram. And that took me like six years to get. And when I hit a thousand, I was like, shitting my pants. And I haven't really gone up from there, um, which if you don't follow me, you can follow me on all platforms, including TikTok and Instagram, at Ashley Sleek, that's Ashley with two E's. But um, yeah, like literally in the last few weeks, I've been updating my dad. And I was like, oh, my God. I, like, ran to his room. I was like, oh, my God, I had 200 followers. The next day, I was like, oh, my God, I have 300. And then he picked me up from the airport this weekend. And he was like, "Uh, your sister tells me you have 600 TikTok followers. And I was like, look, bro, no one's more freaking confused than I am. But I'm so happy about it. So the TikTok fame is coming. I'm just going to keep making videos. Hopefully, people like them. I made a video today about my pod tail. So I'm going to bring this up here. I... Wasn't going to try to drink like heavy today because I still need to work out, which I probably just like won't do, you know. But this is the cocktail that I made today. I want to talk about this cocktail saying that I don't think it's the best thing that I've ever made for one reason. And this would be my one substitute. So what it is, it's tequila. The margarita mix from Trader Joe's, because that's the superior shit right there. Like Costco who? The only good thing about the Costco's above the Trader Joe's is that one already has tequila in it. But I'm telling you, you guys, I know I just went on this rant about the high sea orange, but like, God, the margarita mix from Trader Joe's is so good. So anyways, so I shook together in a little tiny shaker, um, ice tequila, in the margarita mix and then I poured it into a wine glass and then I added some sparkling peach water and I don't know how to pronounce the name and I'm horrified that I even tried it's that one with the p like the famous one but I don't really like sparkling water which is why I don't know why I fucking put it in my drink but I think I was thinking White Claw and we didn't have any anyways so I put that in there and then I topped it with the mango sorbet from Trader Joe's like little scoops and then when I got back now, I mixed it all together. And it's so freaking good, but I don't think it needs the floater. So I don't think what I was trying to do was do like a peach mango kind of like fruity taste. And I wanted something bubbly to go with the sorbet because I was thinking like, oh, people usually put sorbet in champagne, and it's super good. So I was like, oh, what if it doesn't have the bubbles? Will it Will still taste the same? So like, I don't know if you need the sparkling water, but the rest of it was really good. So I'm going to share that on my TikTok. So if you want to see me making the drink, they should already be up. But yeah, it's super good. Um I found after I did my full fucking photo shoot with it, I found these rainbow straws and I was like, Ugh, "Hello, pride." But anyways, it's super yummy. That's my pod tail of the week. I know that it's not recommended to drink during the weeks, but I've already kind of started this whole like cocktail thing for the podcast and I'm just going to go with it. So whatever. I also just felt overall like I needed a fucking drink today because we're talking about dating. (sighs) And that's just like not one of those things I feel like doing sober at all. You know what I mean? So basically, I'm single now, obviously. Cue the first minutes of these podcasts when I was crying. And I'm sad to say, everyone, that Ohio has officially ghosted me. Ohio is not for fucking lovers. I'm done. Midwest gentleman my ass I'm just kidding I met him literally once but the story from last week in case you missed it if you're my dad there's a reason that you did that man ghosted me I tried I tried you guys and I texted him again and I like threw in a funny joke about the iPhone I think I told that story how he had like an iPhone 7 which should have been my own fucking first flag at least it wasn't an Android but anyways I made I tried to make like a little joke about that with him and he ghosted me. So I mean, it's fine because I literally know nothing about him. Like I literally don't even know his last name. But for some reason, I'm fucking sad. So there's that. I don't know. It's just like remembering that this shit's going to keep happening. Like it's literally this is what dating's like. You can not even give a fuck about some guy and then like try to give him a chance. And then it's like, oh, bye. You know what? Billie Eilish say she's like give an ugly guy a chance and he thinks he rules the world or something like that. This guy wasn't ugly though. So he probably just does rule the world or he's like camping or hiking or whatever. Anyways, if you're listening to this, text me back. Uh, So I, from this have been thinking about flashing back to pre my ex. Obviously we were together for four years. What you might not know is that I was like notoriously fucking single before this. Like I never had a high school boyfriend I dated this guy my senior year of college. And like, it was bad news bearers. And then I got another boyfriend right after we, him and I broke up. And we lasted for like three months. And then it was another year or so. And then Jimmy and him for four. So like, I really didn't have this active dating life. And there was just like shit people would tell me all the fucking time that just drove me crazy. And I get it. I want to preface the shit by saying that I understand why people say these things because you're like there really is no answer probably to why you're fucking single right now. I mean like because the thing is there's probably not an actual explanation for why you're fucking single right now and so no one really knows what to say when you come at them and you're like I don't know why I'm so fucking single. It's like no one literally knows like no one knows so anyways I asked Instagram and they did not fucking disappoint me on what the annoying ass shit you've heard when you're single because uh, I my example was just stop looking which is my favorite because I've heard it both ways where you're like oh just stop looking or come to me but then it's like but if you're not on the dating apps how are you gonna find somebody it's like I don't know I'm not, I'm not supposed to be fucking looking like they told me not to look so I don't know like do I cover my eyes like I don't know like And I've said it before myself, when I met my ex, I wasn't like actively. I was on the apps. Not I think I just deleted the apps and I went out feeling confident as fuck. Now, that's the advice I give about going out is like fake it till you fucking make it and be confident because you really can't do dating without that shit because it fucking hurts I mean look at me crying over freaking Ohio once again I don't know his last name why do I care anyways so like you know it hurts so you got need like a thick skin and, and just like confident bad bitch you know so like those are the vibes those are the vibes okay but that doesn't mean that, like, I'm just supposed to close my fucking eyes and be like, oh, a man appeared. Like, that advice to me is so annoying. And then I wanted to talk about this one. This. This is a big one. And I got this one a few times in the comments. And, like, I've had a full 180 on my feelings about this one, which is that you have to love yourself first. OK. So I feel like this term has been weaponized so hardcore when it comes to single people. Because I used to even have this fucking Carrie Broadshot quote. As my Facebook cover photo back in the day, it said, don't forget to fall in love with yourself first, which what I think that is, is more of like, don't forget to like give yourself the love that you give everybody else, which I know I've had to say a few times because I have to tell myself that literally all the time because I will give you anything like maybe not this cocktail because I need it but if you really asked me for it I probably would give it to you like I just I give everyone my whole heart and like I have to remember to give myself that but the problem is now it's suddenly some freaking reason that you can't get a man's it's like well well clearly you don't love yourself so now you can't talk about the pressure As if loving yourself is this easy fucking thing to come by. And now you're going to tell me that I can't find a man to love me because you've decided that I don't love myself. Like, I'm so guilty of saying this shit, which is why I'm like yelling at myself, because in my mind, all I kept thinking was it's not I wasn't trying to say that you don't love yourself and that's why you're single. All I'm trying to say is that getting a boyfriend doesn't magically change your mental health status. Okay, that's the point. Because I did get a man and I still fucking hated myself with this guy who loved me, which I do think he did just like not enough, I guess. But anyways, it's like I had this man, I had this relationship and I was happy in it in the beginning, but I was still like so sad myself. Like, like I said, in my um, mental health podcast, like that, that's when I was going to intensive scary therapy and I was with Jimmy. So that didn't change anything. Is it nice to have a partner going through that shit? Yes, but I'm just saying that all of a sudden you don't wake up with a boyfriend and it cures your mental illness. Now that I give my disclaimers on this, okay, let's go back to how fucking annoying it is because it just puts all this pressure like there's already so much pressure being single that I think people don't talk about. I felt this my entire life. I was the only cousin who like never had a boyfriend like on both sides of the family. I talked about this in my breakup podcast like all my friends always had boyfriends like that's how Third Wheel Thursday like came about, you know, like I was always just hanging out with couples and I'm like I said, I'm not uncomfortable by it, but I also feel like I was forced to be comfortable with it because I was never going to be the couple friend because I was never a couple. So, you know, it's it it was this hard pressure. So now you're throwing on top of it that it's your fault that you're not in a relationship because that's what you're saying. I, I don't think people realize it. I don't think anyone who says this has bad intent because I know I've said, like I said, I know I've said it myself and I didn't think about this, but it's actually really hurtful. Oh my God. My literal breathe notification (laughs) just came on on that one. She's passionate. Okay. So (laughs) my first one, the most annoying question is how slash why are you single? Yes. I think this one is so freaking funny in the way that like men, Use it. And I just want you, I'm talking about men because I am a straight female. So, like, I'm, I, my interactions are with men, but I just want you to know that this goes for everyone. Like, if you're looking for a man, a woman, they, whoever you're attracted to, like, they're garbage, mostly men, but they're garbage sometimes. So, like, asking how or why are you single as if you know the answer. I mean, You tell me, you tell me what, why do you think I'm single? (laughs) There are plenty of fish in the sea and you'll find yours when the time is right. Yeah. They always talk about plenty of fish in the sea, but then you, (gasps) wait, is that why men always post pictures with fish? Is that supposed to be like, I'm one of the fish in the sea or you're one of the, are we the fish? Oh, my God. Is that why people do that on Tinder and, and Bumble and shit? Like post the fish picture because like they're catching you and you're the fish in the sea. It can't be that fucking deep. It can't. Not with these fucking straight white men. It can't be that deep. I take it all back. Um. Anyways. Yeah. There's plenty of fish in the sea is really tough because you're like. Where? Um. Oh, play hard to get. Um. I really hated this. You should always be your authentic self. I believe this wholeheartedly because I literally don't know how to be anyone other than myself. And when I try to pretend, I just can't. I mean, you heard the story about Ohio. I mean, literally, I asked him to just, like, move to California for me. And once again, I think we know why he's not texting me back. Anyways, um, but I, I just, like, I am who I am. And I think that if I tried to pretend to be someone who's, like, really chill and doesn't talk a lot... Like, I would explode. So yeah, don't play hard to get. And that, that's the other thing about me. It's like, OK, obviously, I don't think you should, like, quadruple text somebody. that, that That's crazy bitch shit. Like, we got to dial that shit back. But if you haven't heard from him and you want to just fucking text him, just fucking text him. And then if he doesn't respond to you, he doesn't respond to you. And then you know. Like, that was my mindset going in. Like, trust me. People told me, don't text this guy. And I was like, OK, but I want to know. Like, I want to send him a text and see if he responds to me. Because... What if he does? You know, when I was when I was first dating my ex, I know he's a horrible example because it didn't like fucking work out, but still, like we went our separate ways, and then I was like, should I text this guy? Should I wait for him to text me? And then I texted him and we ended up dating for four years. And like, look, maybe that was a mistake. I did say the other day that I feel like that set the fucking tone uh, for the relationship, because I was like, oh, now I have to do everything. But I'm also just fucking better. So let's take that with a grain of salt. Anyways. The 100% answer is just be yourself because at some point you're not going to be able to keep up the facade. So you might as well just like go in with it. Don't go crazy with the quadruple text and like be nuts. Okay. We're not there yet, but just like be yourself. It's totally fine if you end up alone. Who said this to you? Who said this to you? I'm going to beat their ass. That is so fucked. First of all, if you want to end up alone, that's fine. Good for you. But just throwing it out there that like, oh, actually, it's fine. You're probably never going to find anyone anyway. So just like get over it. <sighs> Girl, if you're listening to this podcast, fucking message me. I'm going to go beat this person's ass. It will happen when you least expect it. And she said this makes you want to vom. I agree. Just like I said, it's like... I get it because I even fell into this own trap of like oh my god I wasn't looking for anyone when I was looking for my ex but I was like actually I don't know like I said this earlier in the podcast but like looking back on it I think I've always been like wanting a boyfriend so like I was probably always manhunting I'm fucking crazy I'm boy crazy okay and I know that shit so like I'm sure I was always on the hunt like that will just happen and then of course (laughs) you should try match.com or some site to find a lover yeah we know and I'm not like totally with people who just kind of shit on online dating. It is really fucking hard, by the way. Um, I, it's kind of like I, I was on the apps and I went on a few dates before I met my ex. Uh, but they weren't as like popular when I was in college and stuff. But it's so freaking hard. Like so much thought to go into those messages. So much thought. I don't have that much thought time the reason that I like can talk to people when I'm in person one-on-one is because I can't overthink what I'm gonna say next because it just comes out of my mouth and look sometimes that's a strikeout but sometimes it's a freaking home run okay so like whatever but thinking on the apps is so hard and like they act as if you live under a rock obviously, you know, there's dating sites because I don't know about y'all, but the second I turned single Bumble was like blowing up my sponsored ads. So like we know, we know they exist and we have our own reasons for like being on them or being not. My last one was time heals all, which is such an interesting concept because I, I get why this one's so annoying because you're like, I don't want to think about how long this is going to take me. It's like people that when I've been going through my breakup and they're like, yeah, actually it took me years or like I'm still not over it. I'm like, thank you for your honesty because I didn't need that. But also, fuck, you know, like <laughs> I don't want to feel this way forever. And I know that like I won't, but you know what I mean? And I know everybody won't, but like it's just so hard. So basically, like, I don't know what you should tell your single friends, but also just like butt out butt out if they don't come to you I feel like I've made this mistake for years and I feel bad about it because it's particularly with my best friend Walker I don't know if he listens to this podcast but I feel like every time we talk I ask him about his dating life and like that's probably really fucking annoying I'm Jenny I'm asking because I just like I'm a gossiper and I love the tea and I am genuinely just curious about his life but that's probably really fucking annoying as a single person so they'll come to you they'll tell you And if they're not telling you, maybe they don't trust you that much. So just leave them the fuck alone. Give them a reason to trust you and stop asking and maybe you'll find out more. So to everyone who commented on my Instagram, thank you so much for those details, for the question of the week. This one was so great. And to my people just like going through it with me, like this shit sucks and I get it, but it's fine because also it does make for the best stories, Okay, because um. It really hurts and it really sucks but also we're not quite graduated from like drunk weird dating moments and like that's fine that's shit's life that's exciting and you know what we just have to give our sing our our friends and relationships something to look forward to which is a story about our wild asses so there's that anyways Ohio call me back um I'm just gonna drink a little bit more of this tequila now that we've done that shockingly that whole shit was actually not my I'm sorry what of the week um that was iconic shit to talk about and like I'm sorry what to a lot of those things that people said but I would like to talk about this one big celebrity moment that you might have missed that's been going down right now for my I'm sorry what moment of the week it has to do with my girl my living legend Olivia Rodrigo and the army of scary bitches I like to call the Swifties I get it. I'm a Swifty myself, but I have to say they are being wild as fuck right now and not in a fun way. So in case you missed it, Olivia Rodrigo sent PR packages out and there was one sent to Hailey Bieber and there was one sent to Kim Kardashian. Now, let me tell you, when I watched the Kim Kardashian video of her getting the sour press package or whatever PR bag. Was my first thought, oh, shit, juicy. Yeah, of course it was. That's fucking interesting as fuck. Like she, Olivia Rodrigo, lives and breathes Taylor Swift. Like she's a Swiftie herself. And she sent a PR package to Kim Kardashian, Famous Feud. Now, when I saw it, though, I was like, well, she's a new artist. She can't just get like pigeonholed, like whatever, you know, it's fine now the Swifties on the other hand I want to call them like the bad Swifties because I know I feel like most of us Swifties wouldn't have done this but they went fucking ape shit they were commenting on our shit using the snake emoji which if you don't know that's like what Kim Kardashian used to like talk shit about Taylor Swift and then Taylor made a whole freaking album about it like yes and you know, everyone's like just attacking this Olivia Rodrigo girl being like, Taylor Swift made you, Taylor Swift made you. First of all, Kanye, let's like calm the fuck down. Okay. The fact that they're using the exact same verbiage and emojis as Kim and Kanye makes no sense to me. If you knew that that hurt Taylor Swift so bad that she went into fucking hiding, why would you use it? Why would you use it on there? And then also if your theory is that she shouldn't support someone who hurt her so bad that she went into hiding. That wasn't the only situation that made her go into it. It's like the crazy media and, the, and like the crazy stalker evil fans that were also giving her a hard time. So like why would you then become one? Also, saying that Taylor Swift made Olivia Rodrigo is a fucking joke. Look, she idolized her. She looked up to her. So did Kelsey Ballerini, you know, and like who cares? No offense to her. She's talented. But I just mean, like, Kelsey Ballerini made her own career and Olivia Rodrigo made her own fucking career. Driver's license had already been like freaking number one before we were like, oh, my God, she's a hardcore Swifty. If anything literally helped her get fame, it was TikTok and the fact that men are shit because she literally wrote a whole fucking song and a whole freaking album about how men ain't shit. And of course, we ate it up because we're all freaking traumatized by men. So, like, no, I'm sorry. You cannot sit here and convince me that Taylor Swift made Olivia Rodrigo, okay? She plays freaking Gabriella in High School Musical, The Musical, The Series, okay? She's part of one of the biggest franchises of all time. I'm a Swifty, I love her but let's relax. Okay. Swifties, I'm sorry what you're literally being some fake ass hoes right now. I'm not in the mood. It's the hypocrisy for me. Calm down. You need to calm down. I know Taylor Swift herself was, is not being this mean. And also how do we know that Kim and Taylor haven't made up? You know what I mean? Like I'm expecting them to honestly, because Kim's like on a divorce high and I think she knows That what she did was fucked. Like, she kind of, in my mind, was a little brainwashed by Kanye. But, like, whatever. That's my theories. And I just feel like they're not going to stay hating each other forever. Or they're just going to become acquaintances. Or, like, I don't know, maybe Kim will send her an olive branch. And then, like, Taylor will send her some poorly knitted blanket. I don't know. I'm just saying that I feel like putting all your anger towards Kim Kardashian is just a waste of your fucking time, in my opinion. (sighs) You guys what a podcast episode. What a podcast episode. I honestly really loved it. I'm not going to lie. It's the tequila attitude for me. I'm really into it. So thank you so freaking much for listening to this podcast. I literally live and breathe doing this podcast. I was so excited to do it, to get dressed, to talk about pride. Make sure you donate to an amazing cause this month. I'm going to add in the show notes the details about the Deli Sunday. If you want to go down there and donate there, a couple other awesome organizations will be in the show notes. And okay, guys, I love you so much. Thanks so much for listening. Okay, bye.